All right, so here we are, uh, recording one, a little test trial here. Uh, this is all washed Episode up. Episode one. Episode one, that's right. A um, little background of what we are, what we do. Uh, I'm Scott. That's Big Al. Um, we've known each other for, what, six years, something like that? At least eight years now? Eight years. 2013? Yeah. Eight years. Eight, no, two, yeah. um, eight years now. So Alan yeah. and I, we were in uh, we were in Turkey together, um, both Air Force. He's out now, as you can see by his little thing that he's got it going on on his face. Um, I'm still in. Uh, one of our other buddies, bit there. <laughs> uh, Billy, um, he unfortunately couldn't make it with us tonight because he had some stuff happen at work. So uh, Billy was actually in tech school with Alan. Um, and then Alan, me, and Billy all ended up at uh, Wyman Air Force Base together. Um, big thing that we, we still talk, I wouldn't say maybe every day, but at least every other day. Um, and it's all about sports. We're all in a fantasy football league together, um, been for the last couple of years. And uh, we just kind of wanted to get together as much as we can because we don't get to talk about sports like we used to up in the tower cab anymore. Um, and that's it. I mean, this, this whole thing is basically just going to be us shooting the shit, uh, talking nonstop about sports, mainly football. We're all big football fans, obviously, because we're all in a fantasy league together and everything else. And I know I'm big into hockey and baseball and really any other sport. We all golf, too. So as you can see, I actually just got back from golfing a little bit ago. So um, today, uh, what we decided that we were going to do for our first episode was uh, basically go through the draft. Um, I know a lot of other people are doing the same thing, but I think it's fun. Alan and I, we actually didn't discuss any of our picks for – the entire first round. So we kind of wanted to see where each of us felt like, uh, for each, um, for each pick for each team, for each round, we did this with no trades and we all, we all know that there's going to be trades in the first round. So, um, which as I was going through it, I'm like, man, they should definitely trade up, um, and doing all this. But, uh, Alan, you got, I mean, before we, before we get into it, man, you got anything that you want to throw in there at all? Or so I crack open my beer. Uh, no, I mean, it's just, you know, we've been, we've been talking about doing this for a while now, you know, uh, you were deployed for a little bit and, uh, um, you know, I was dealing with moving around the country, starting new, new jobs and everything. So right. you know, we finally got the chance to get this started, figured why not? Let's get it started. We're, you know, our background we're you know, we're controllers. We're always up in the tower cab, you know, every single day we're up there. We're like, Oh, Hey, did you see what happened with sports? You, know, right. you see what happened here, all of our takes and everything. So we figured, you know, why not bring that to everybody else? So, yep. that's why, like I said, I, I've tried this once before by myself and it's not as fun by myself. So, um, I'm glad that I've got you and Billy and I know my brother wants to get in <laughs> on a little bit. My cousin, Ricky, really, I've talked to a couple of people in our fantasy league that all want to have a little piece of it. So, um, all right. So let's get into it a little yeah, bit man. here. Get uh, some guests in and do some different segments and yeah, everything. Man. So, um, so draft next Thursday, first round. Um, I think everybody knows who, who's going first, even though I could argue for a different person. But um, first round, first pick. <laughs> I've got Trevor. Explanatory. Yeah, I, I've got Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville. However, I will say this before I finish that: if I was Urban Meyer, I would take Justin Fields. He's been in the Ohio State system. I think that he is, and I don't say it a lot about Ohio State quarterbacks because their their record of success has not been very good. But uh, 
I think Justin Fields would actually be a better fit there. Uh, but why you don't want to pass up Trevor Lawrence? Because if you pass up Trevor Lawrence, it he ends up being exactly what everybody thought that he was going to be, then you look like an idiot. So, um, Alan, your camera went out. You still there? Yeah. Uh, I, I would uh, I, I... What's that? Oh, there you go. Yeah, your camera's still back. Here. Oh, your yeah. camera went out. I didn't know if it went out. Maybe because you switched screens. Or... Oh, I don't know if we can cut this or whatever, but, like, your... Yeah, yours is out, too. Uh, it says uh, Scott Decker's video has been disabled due to internet quality issues. Their video will still be recorded. Uh, I don't know cool. if that's on my end or. Oh, I don't know. I guess I just keep. I just keep going. I'll see what it looks like at the end. So, yeah, bear with us. Yeah, bear with us for whoever decides to watch this because we're we're still working out the kinks. So yeah, I still hear you and I see you now. Like I'm good. Hello? Like I see everything. You there? Hmm. I guess not your... Can you hear me now? Yeah, I have you. Okay. You have me. Yeah, okay. it, I, okay. it's saying that your video got turned off or whatever. Here, let me um, let me move my let me move my phone real quick. It's probably because I'm I'm literally off my hotspot, so yeah. Right. I don't know. Okay. All right, let's try that. Yeah, that whole. That whole intro and everything, you were cutting in and out. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know. Unless you just yeah, want to start I mean, over. But. I don't know. Well, no. I, like, I don't know if that'll, you know, if that'll come out, like, through the recording or whatever. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Like, or if that was just, like, my end of the connection. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. Well, for whoever's yeah. watching, just skip through this part so I'm not starting over and redoing our <laughs> reintroduction and everything. So, um, yeah. anyway. It seems clear. Seems clear now. That's good. Uh, so, anyways, what I was saying is, if, yeah. yes, I, I have them taking Trevor Lawrence, but I can make a case for Justin Fields. Like I said, he's been in the Ohio State system. There's Urban Myers there, but you don't want to be that idiot that doesn't take Trevor Lawrence, and he turns out to be exactly what everybody thinks he's going to be. So, you're kind of, I think, honestly, I think they're kind yeah, of caught. Exactly. In a, it's one of those things where they're kind of caught. Like, sure, there might be somebody else out there that you really like, but like, you look like an idiot if you don't take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think it's one of those things you have to look at ceiling, though, too. It's like, you know, uh, Justin Fields is, a, is a, an amazing prospect. Like, he's, to me, he's my number two quarterback in the class. Do I have him going number two? No, not at all, because, you know, you never know what NFL GMs are going to do. Right. But I think ceiling-wise, I think when you look at that, you have to look at ceiling and the fact of, like, what Trevor Lawrence's ceiling is if you surround him like with the right coach and the right oh, pro, uh, system and everything. No, so. absolutely. I, no, I get that. Like I said, I, I think that Justin Fields' ceiling is extremely high too. Being put in the right system. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like at Ohio State, he succeeded well at Ohio State and everybody was giving him crap because like, well, you know, you don't get through the first progression. You know, he doesn't go through his progressions just because he doesn't need to. Like when you have Chris Olave that's 20 yards downfield in front of everybody, like you don't need to go through your progressions. He's wide open, you know? So, so how can you exactly. judge a kid off of that? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, cause that same thing could be said about Mac Jones too. 
sure, Mac Jones doesn't go through his progressions because he's got Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith and, and everybody else that he's thrown to. So, yeah, you know, how good is Mac Jones, you know, when he's thrown into an NFL system? And, you know, let's say, uh, you know, for purposes that the Patriots end up do taking Mac Jones because he's the quarterback available. How right. good is Mac Jones when he's throwing to – um, you know, the guys that the that the Patriots have on their roster. Exactly. Like, you know, like, look at camp. I you mean, know, I'm sure if you would have put... You he's got a... Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Like, I mean, he's got Devonta Smith, uh, Heisman Trophy winner, Jalen Waddell, um, you know, and all those guys, the, the farm, essentially, that Alabama has. Like, how good of a quarterback really are you when you're playing with, like, five-star recruits 100% right. of the time of your career. So, right. No, you know, absolutely. Yeah. But, All right, so... Uh, but yeah, I think it's, you know... Yeah, consensus, man. It's, it, like, if they don't take Trevor Lawrence, then it's, it'll be the, the wildest thing to happen in the longest <laughs> I, I time in the draft. Because so, yeah. you know the Jets yeah. would be sitting there at number <laughs> two going... Uh, I'm sure... Just like, oh, the Jets... The Jets would be going wild if they, if they got Trevor Lawrence, man. All right, so, so second overall, um, yeah, then same thing. I'm with – I imagine you probably have the same as me. I have Zach Wilson just because that's, like, the talk of the town, and I know that apparently he's actually already been, like, talking to, like, Chad Pennington and, and other guys that – other quarterbacks that have played in New York and, like, asking him, like, hey, where should I move to? So I would assume that that's where he's going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know if the Jets have gone as far as giving him the playbook like uh, the Jaguars did with Trevor Lawrence. Right. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's already been tied to that, that Zach Wilson's their guy. And, you know, it's I, I see the ceiling and the potential with Zach Wilson. Um, you know, he's got his flaws, too, um, right. on, I guess, the attitude portion of it. Um, people see his attitude as um, – way too over cocky where it comes, right. or not over cocky, but overconfident. And he comes off as cocky. Right. How's that going to transition to the NFL when you got these, you know, you know, 10 year veterans in the locker room being like, all right, kid, listen up. Like, so yeah, no, I, see no how I, goes. I agree, man. See, so I think we can both agree, like consensus wise, like one and two, we're all pretty sure it's going to be Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Some people said that, that I think they, they think the draft starts at four in Atlanta. I actually think it starts at three. Because a lot of people think Mac Jones is going to the 49ers, but I'm man, if I'm a GM and I see Justin Fields sitting there, like I just I don't get what the fascination is about Mac Jones. Like the Kyle Shanahan wants to run a faster offense, you know, this this spread he didn't, didn't get to run with with uh, Matt Ryan that he thought that he was gonna get to run with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, why would you take Mac Jones mm-hmm. over Justin Fields? I like that that makes zero sense to me. Mac Jones to me, man, is is Jimmy G 2.0. Exactly. I mean, that's literally what I have written down in my notes is is Jimmy G 2.0. Like if they take him, one, you wasted all that draft capital to go up and get Jimmy G when you could have right. got him at a lower spot. Right. You know, and it's or just uh, not even get me, him. Yeah, that's the case. Me, just yeah, keep Jimmy G. Yeah, exactly. You got <laughs> Jimmy G under contract. You know, you're paying him a ton of money. Like pay him the money and work the system. So. But I've, I've got um, – I think what the 49ers should do is that they should take Justin Fields. Like, with the top two going there, Justin Fields is left. Fields is number two in my book. Uh, Mac Jones is five. Like, I wouldn't even be mad if, if the Niners, they took Trey Lance. Let Trey Lance sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo, learn for an entire year in a Kyle Shanahan, 
and then take over the reins next year. You know, trade off Jimmy G to somebody who will give you some money for him. So, no, I agree. I actually uh, on my on my board, I actually have Justin Fields. So I did not have them taking Mac Jones. Nice. So um, I we're we're three for three so far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I that, see that to me. That's all, like what you can say is that yeah, like the draft starts at three, um, and really it it does because it's whichever quarterback they decide to take. Because if for some reason 49ers make the decision to take Mac Jones, then every NFL team that needs a quarterback is calling the Falcons nonstop. I mean, well, they're I, probably going to be doing that obviously to get into that spot, but right. You know, but that's at, what and at that do. same time, though, like. If I'm Atlanta and Justin Fields is sitting there, and I know I've only got to know maybe another year or two with Matt Ryan, like why wouldn't you find Matt Ryan's successor right there? Like that, that to me, if I, that's what I would. I mean, sure, I would love to take the calls, and if you you know if a great offer is there, so I can hey, I can get Justin Fields. But if I'm like I said, if I'm Atlanta, I'm like here's my successor to Matt Ryan. I'm taking Justin Fields. So, but that's that's what I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like when the when I think the draft starts yeah. at three because. If Mac Jones is taken at three, then I think Atlanta may take either, like you said, the calls or Justin Fields themselves. But it really depends because I, I have them taking Justin mm-hmm. Fields, which to me kind of solidifies where the rest of the draft, because I don't think that Atlanta would take Mac Jones. I think that they would pass on Mac Jones and move on. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without, I mean, I could see Atlanta maybe taking Trey Lance. Um, but yeah, I think the only prospect that they would really look at to take would be Justin Fields if right. he fell. But even then, my thought process with them is the amount of holes and everything that they have on that team that right. uh, they've got Matt Ryan for another two years. Uh, they've got Julio, who's, you know, ailing in his his process. But then they've got Calvin Ridley. Um, it, it would make sense that they would trade down, get more picks and help reload that team that way in a couple years. You know, every year there's quarterback prospects coming out, and it's just like, all right, you know, who's going to be the next, you know, who's going to be the next Trevor Lawrence that's coming out this year and everything. Right. So it's like they can find that down the road if they solidify everything up now. Because the biggest thing that I ran into when I was going through this was teams like the Lions. The Lions in my draft had an opportunity to take a uh, quarterback. But why right. would the Lions draft a quarterback um, when they have a roster full of holes? And it's just like you can't really judge um, a quarterback and see whether he's worth it or not, like for taking that draft pick, right. if you don't have the tools on the team to make him successful. So yeah, tell that to the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got, I, you know, they got Sala now. We'll see how that goes. I mean, finally they got Adam Gase out of town. I swear if any NFL team hires Adam Gase again, like I like, honestly I don't know that. what I is going on. As like, like I can get it. Like if you want to keep him as a like an OC, like he he could be a decent OC. He was supposed to be this just like like Harbaugh in Michigan. He was supposed to be this quarterback whisperer and hasn't done jack with any of the quarterbacks that he's had. So may I mean maybe he okay. So when I first started hearing about Adam Gase, like obviously from Denver, he came over from Denver to Chicago with Jay Cutler. Right, made Jay right. Cutler, what he was, you know, Jay Cutler is what it is. He threw for a ton of yards. You know, had some decent games and stuff like that, but it, it was never anything revolutionary. Like, right. And the fact that, like, the biggest thing with Adam Gase to me is he doesn't run offenses where you throw the ball to the running back. Right. So it's it, – I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. But, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel you, man. I, it just – yeah. 
Anyways, uh, moving on. Um, so, like I said, if Justin Fields goes three, it, it kind of opens up what does Atlanta do. And I know, like you said, they have a lot of holes. Now, I went a little off script, something I haven't heard. I actually have them taking Trey Lance um, if Justin Fields was taken. Interesting. Uh, mainly because okay. I think I have. I think Trey yeah. Lance. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I think Trey Lance is. No, uh, no, no. It's- I think I don't want to say a project quarterback. I don't think. Do I think that? I think he reminds me a lot of. I don't want to say Baker. I just want to because Baker was taken number one overall. But that type that we're like, it's going to be okay if you sit him for a year. And that was actually the objective for Baker. They had no intention of starting Baker mm-hmm. his, his rookie year. He was supposed to sit behind Tyrod until he got hurt. And I think that you can kind of do that with Trey Lance, too. And when you have Matt Ryan, who is a veteran, a very good veteran, to be able to learn from, I think, I mean, it's a little bit different. Trey Lance is a little bit more mobile than Matt Ryan is. Um, but he's still a big dude. And, and when you, you know, you surround him, like you said, with, You've got Calvin Ridley and you've got Julio Jones and, um, you know, maybe they want to work on a running game a little bit because Todd Gurley, Ty Gurley hasn't done much yet. No. But, I mean, yeah. well, it, it, it's one of those things like if, you know, at some point you have to find a successor for Matt Ryan. Otherwise, you're going to turn into Pittsburgh and have no successor for Ben Roethlisberger. I 100% agree. Like, I totally, like that. Like I was saying earlier, um, you know, if they took Trey Lance, wouldn't fault it at all. Um, right. It's a great system for him to go into. Um, you know, as long as they address the needs on the defense, get some more offensive line for him, um, you know, he can sit a year behind Matt Ryan, year or two, to be honest. Right. Um, sit them behind them. He's got Calvin Ridley for the future. Um, you know, Hayden Hurst is there. And to uh, they actually, Todd Gurley isn't on the team anymore. Um, I don't believe that he was resigned at all. Definitely missed that. Yeah, he was a well. He was a one year. It was only a one year deal. I remember that. I remember they brought him back. So I don't believe. Yeah. Um, But I don't believe that he was ever resigned by anybody. So, um, but for me, um, I've got uh, Kyle Pitts coming off the board here. Um, I think that uh, with Matt Ryan right now. Um, it's a win-lose situation. And to compete with the teams in the NFC South, um, you know, it's it, you got to get the weapons for Matt Ryan. Um, and obviously, yeah, he's got the weapons, but you see when Julio goes down, uh, the production starts to lose out. Right. No, um, I it's agree. It's like a direct correlation when Julio's not in there. Yeah. So I think that you get a one-in-a-generational talent, Kyle Pitts. I mean, they're comparing him to Vernon Davis. Um, who had an amazing NFL career, right. um, and he's just an absolute freak. Like you can line this kid up wherever, right? And I mean, he's, he's almost a mismatch for a linebacker. A yeah, I mean, he's a mismatch for a wide, or for a linebacker because he's faster than him, and he's bigger than a safety. So right. you can't cover him with anybody. So, right. um, so for me, yeah, I, like I totally see Kyle Pitts um, coming off the board here for them. I like that pick. I mean, that that was probably where I was going to go. I, I really debated that one. I just. I thought to myself, hmm, I think they have other holes. But because they got, well, I wouldn't say they got rid of Austin <laughs> Cooper, but I don't know. It, it, do you turn a guy? I mean, at that point, he's, is he like the best player in the draft at that point? I mean, with every, all the other quarterbacks off? I mean, probably. So, yeah. To, yeah. I mean, you can make the case for either Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. And then at right. that point, you know, they got Calvin Ridley and Julio. You don't need right. Jamar. So, that's true. You know, Oh, excuse me. Yeah. 
All right. Well, moving on. We'll go to five uh, Bengals. Uh, I would imagine you and I probably have the same person, and that would be Penny Sewell. Yes, no, maybe so. Yep. Penny Sewell. Protect yep, Joe Burrow uh, at all the, costs. My God. I think the picture of the new uniforms where he's sitting there and you see the nasty scar on his knee, I think that says it all. Do I think that the Bengals do that? I really don't know because you hear you hear the reports coming out that Joe is like he wants Jamar Chase and I get it, but you know, you got to protect the kid. They you know, they picked up a uh, offensive tackle from the Vikings. Um, you know, they got the, him in there, but it's like you can kick him out, put Penne at a uh, guard or something like that, but yeah, biggest thing, man. It's just like you got to look at what the Dallas Cowboys have done for the longest time and they've never been afraid to invest in the O-line. Right. Invest, invest, invest. That's right. it. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if you have Jamar Chase or AJ. Did they did they sign AJ? Resign AJ Green? Did they release him? I can't remember. They they did not. AJ Green did not right. get resigned. So I, I understand the need yeah. for wanting to ride receiver, and then you, I mean, obviously you have that LSU connection with Joe Burrow, but like, it's not going to matter to do. Sitting in a hospital bed again because they don't have anybody to protect. Yeah, them. and there's, and here's the thing: is that like um, I, I actually was uh, listening to another uh, analyst talk about this, and he said, uh, "What's a better combination? Uh, Penne um, and a later tight end or a later wide receiver in the second round? Like you know, there's possibility Kadarius Tony, uh, Rondale Moore." Right. Um, Elijah Moore, uh, Amon St. Uh, Brown, one of those guys being available, or would you rather have Jamar Chase and, you know, like the 10th or 11th um, offensive right. lineman, like right. in the I, league? The so, wide, re- and, you know, and wide it, receivers the last two drafts, honestly, have been deep. Like, you can get a qual- – I mean, really, the last yeah. couple drafts. I mean, you, you hear some of these – some of the names, you know, these, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver three guys that are putting up big numbers that – didn't go in the first round. Didn't yeah. go in the second round. Some of them went in the third or fourth round, you know. And and yeah. and, I, and I agree. I think that you you stay away from the the name and you go. All right, what is our need? All right, we can get somebody later in the draft, you know. So, cool. um, and you think about it, so you invest in the offensive line, and it doesn't just help out Joe Burrow. You got right. Joe Mixon back there. Joe Mixon needs some help right. to stay healthy. So you know, right? Because all around, personally, I think Joe Mixon uh, is a guy that can put up you know, 14, 1500 yards every season. The problem is, is that there's mm-hmm. nobody to protect. And then you've got, they're playing catch up all the time. So Joe Burrow's throwing the ball or whoever's back there before that's throwing the ball 50 times a game. And Joe Mixon's just this, you know, sometime check down guy, which is great in PPR. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's, it's tough for him to break off those hundred, 150 yard games because there's nobody to protect. But, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Dolphins at six. This is where I have Kyle Pitts going off the board. Okay. okay. I think I, I think that's uh, – I have them. Jamar. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Uh, I've, I've got uh, I got them taking Jamar Chase uh, with Kyle Pitts already off the board. Uh, an easy pick here for me. Um, right. you got to give two of the weapons. Give, give two of the weapons. Uh, he'll have Devontae Parker, Jamar Chase, um, Mike Gusecki, uh, and then uh, who's the other wide receiver that's there? But give him, give him the weapons, give right. him every opportunity to succeed. And if you're still not convinced, then move on. I'm no, not I, convinced of Tua. Um, so yeah, I. no, I, I agree. That's why, like, 
Yeah. I, I saw that on my board I had Pitts there. I think Pitts is going to go somewhere in the top ten on my board. I still had him there, so I was like, they're definitely – they need weapons for Tua, period. Tua – I mean, Tua has to have weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm not a believer in Tua. I didn't think so even when he got drafted or before he got drafted. Um, but like you said, you have to give him a chance and you have to see. If you don't surround him by weapons, you're going to run into – a Sam Darnold situation where is he good? Is he not good? We didn't give him a chance. So, cause I think yeah. Sam Darnold's going to fall out in Carolina. So. Yep. Agreed. Uh, so we're kind of on the same wide receiver tight end. I mean, Kyle Pitts is whatever you want to call him. You catch the damn ball. Uh, see <laughs> lions, lions at seven. This is where I have Jamar chase coming off the board. Okay. I mean, oh, that would be a dream come true for the Lions. Like, I'm, that's what absolute I'm saying. Dream come true if you can, if they can get Jamar. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I've got with wide receivers as well. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go, yeah, no, but we're 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 a little delayed on on yeah. the talking. I, I don't are. know if it's the internet still or anything, but like, yeah, when I start talking, it comes through a little bit delayed for you. So, yeah, I'll let you go. You go. You go ahead. You do yours. And then right. I'll come in with mine, and then all we can right. move so, on to anyway, the next one. That way we can keep it all rolling. That's fine. Uh, all right. So I had Jamar Chase coming off here. Um, I mean, obviously, if he's there, the Lions have to take him. Dude's a monster. He, he's going to improve that offense. You got Jared Goff back there now. It's going to give him another weapon to throw to. And I believe, I mean, because they lost Galladay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Galladay went to the Giants. Yes, no, maybe so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their wide, yes, their wide receiver core is uh, Brashad Perryman and Tyrell Williams. So wide receiver is an absolute must. A- absolutely. Uh, so whoever whoever is available there, whether it end up being Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle, whoever it may be, and I imagine that's probably where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, I've got Devonte Smith um, going here. Uh, you know, next wide receiver off the board. Right. Uh, personally, um, I think Jalen Waddles the uh, better talent as my number two uh, here. But I think just the the flashiness um, with the Heisman Trophy winner, all that um, Devonte is the next wide receiver that'll come off the board here. No, I, I agree. That said, if if, if I didn't have Jamar Chase more, that's what I would have gone to. I, I agree with you too. I I think that you know. Even the even the draft prospects, if you look at the order, I, you know, a lot of people have Jalen Waddle ahead of Devonta Smith, but I think Devonte Smith goes before Jalen Waddle. I don't I don't know why. I think, and I agree. I think it's just the flashiness. I think that's what it is. Is you know, he's just this long, lanky, but this dude just puts up numbers. He's the Heisman Trophy, <laughs> I mean, you know. But um, yeah, I agree. Uh, Lions have yeah. to do something there at the wide receiver court to do something for Golf or Golf. Um, let's see, uh, Panthers at eight. Um, this is where it's so tricky. So you got, obviously you need to protect for Sam Darnold and poor Christian McCaffrey. You've got to do something for him as well. I, I have them taking Christian Darisol from Virginia tech, um, off the board here. Um, hopefully it helps out the old line, open up some holes for Christian McCaffrey, by God, protect Sam Darnold and let him be able to throw the ball. 
yeah, I, I full on agree. Um, I don't have Darisaw here. I've got um, them taking Rayshon Slater. Yeah. Um, still offensive line. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't make the mistake that the Jets did. Jets never brought in any protection yep. for uh, Sam Darnold until last year when they drafted Becton. Um, so, yeah, bring him in. There's enough weapons there. Um, protect him and just don't let him ball out. So I agree. All right, uh, keep going here. Um, let's see, Panthers. Now we got the Broncos. So Broncos at nine. Uh, if we were doing trades and everything, I mean, there's a part of me that thinks that maybe, the, oh, excuse me, uh, that the Broncos may actually trade up. Um, but since we we're not doing that, we're just going straight up. Uh, them at nine. I have them taking Micah Parsons. Um, they've had let's. They, there's such a it's, – it's so hard to, to touch on the Broncos to me because I feel like you could take a quarterback, which is why I would – like I would trade up because, you know, do you give Drew Locke another – I mean, like not – I think they need to fill Drew Locke out. That's it's my thing. Like when they drafted Drew Locke, I was excited for him. I liked Drew Locke in college. Um, but they have other weapons and they've taken – I just – I think it's one of those teams that there's just so many holes. I don't know which one to fill here. So, like, they've always been, you know, even the year that um, that they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. I mean, they won that Super Bowl. Yes, you had Peyton Manning. Great. But they won that Super Bowl because of their defense. And they've, they've had that, that, defense, that dominant defensive team. And I think that, you know, you continue with that. You still try out Drew Locke. You're not going to be able to solve your problems in one. That's a team I think that has too many holes to be able to solve everything in one year. So I think you start building that defense back up and keep yourself in games. That's the biggest thing. Like give Drew Locke that chance to try and go down and score and win games by having a better defense, to having a faster defense, to be able to keep the game closer and, and not get blown out to where you don't make Drew Locke throw the ball 50 times a game and let, you know, to be able to run a normal offense. That's so that that's where I'm at. That's why I've I've got them taking a linebacker in the first round. I can, I can see that. I've seen uh, Michael Bean taking a lot here in some drafts and everything that I've looked at. Um, you know, and it's it's been up and down for Micah uh, along the draft boards right. uh, on where he's going to be taken at. Um, for me personally, uh, I don't believe in Drew Locke. Um, I don't think that you can have um, all of the weapons that he's got there uh, in – Denver, you know, whether it's a coaching thing or not, right. you know, you did the experiment, you know, you gave him the reins last year. Uh, I've got uh, them taking Trey Lance here. And even if you want to let Drew Locke ride out another year, let Trey Lance sit in the back or, you know, have a quarterback competition and, you know, have him go out and go win that starting job. Right. So, you know, you got two young young guys, give them the motivation, you know, one of them is going to pick it up and, and run with it. So. All right. I. I, I really contemplate. That's why I said, like, if we were doing trades, I would probably have Denver trade up, um, just because I'd probably they would be the team that I can see maybe calling the Falcons at four and being like, "Hey, we'll give you first round and maybe like second round this year, second round next year," and then you'll see what what. Happens. Oh yeah, especially maybe, if Justin Fields was there too. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like I easily could see them going up yeah. for that, or even Justin jump, Fields. You know, yeah, if Justin Fields yeah. were to end up in Denver, like. Bye bye, Drew. Like, there's no there. Drew Lock will be a a backup quarterback for probably the rest of his career at that point. Uh, but uh, yep. 
So yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm, we're we're starting to get a little bit further apart on our picks, but that's okay because it'll be interesting come Thursday night to see where we're at. Um, all right, Cowboys at and 10. now. I bet I bet this next pick though. Yeah, I, I bet this next pick here at Cowboys. I I'm willing to bet we both got the same guy. Like okay. it's it's almost a unanimous thing here. So yes and no. This is another team because I know we all know who Jerry is. I can honestly see Jerry trying to trade up to take Cowboys. Just because it's Jerry, and he has just talked over and over about how loved with Cal Pitts he is, but it's not going to matter if you score forty-five points a game because your defense is so terrible that you're going to give up fifty and lose every single time. So rebuild the defense and pay, take yeah. Patrick Sertan right here. This is where you take him. Get him off the board. Start improving your defense. Do something. Let give Dak a chance, man. Like, Dak's putting up just ungodly numbers at the beginning of the season last year. Like, honestly, if he stays healthy, I think that he's in the MVP race. Like, I legitimately think so. Even though the Cowboys are still going to go 7-9. I can see that. Because their defense is so trash. (laughs) At least, like, he's still good. I think that, like, he's on pace at that last year for, like, well over 5,000 yards. Like, I, I think that he just puts up stupid numbers. But once again... I will say this, though, if you think about it, if his numbers were probably so good because their defense was so bad that he had to throw the ball to keep up, they were always playing playing from behind or they were in these shootouts that he had to throw the ball to be able to keep up. So, I mean, you know, you can take it for what it is. Yeah, Dak had a great year before he got hurt, but maybe he had a great year because his defense is so terrible that they had to throw the ball. So. Yeah, 100% agree, dude. Uh, I mean, I've got Patrick Sertain here, too. If it wasn't for the fact of um, Caleb Farley's uh, back injuries and his medicals and the whole fact that the yeah. the draft couldn't happen at Indy this year, right. um, and half the teams, this is the biggest thing that I think we're going to run into with the draft, is um, hundred. it was only 150 players, uh, I believe is what I heard, um, that uh, were able to sh- um, bring in their medicals. Um, so we have all these players that we have no idea on um, what exactly is going on with them. Right. So I think if Caleb Farley, his medicals are checked out, I think he'd be the pick here because um, I do think that Caleb Farley is a better uh, cornerback. But, um, you know, Patrick Sertain, like, I mean, who look at the guys. Same thing we we're talking about about Mac Jones on the flip side of that. Patrick Sertain's got to guard Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle every day in practice. Right. So, you know. No, I agree, man. I, I think that Diamond, he, what is it? He's Diamond, one of those. Sharp and Diamond. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think he's one of those yeah. that you can throw into that defense and just his presence alone, like, he's already going to make them a better defense. Like, it, like, you could save yourself on probably yeah. 10 points a game off of what they're doing just by adding him to that defense. But, um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were saying there. Uh, let's see, Giants at eleven. This is where I have Devontae Smith coming off the board. Um, I think that if he actually did last that long, um, if he if he dropped that low, the Giants would be silly not to take him. Um, they did add Galladay, um, and you're getting Saquon back, but this is a prove it year for Daniel Jones. Um, they, they're, they're starting to give him the weapons. And if you draft somebody like Jalen, even if Jalen Waddle's there, Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, like you're you're adding 
they've, I mean, if you think about, like, they've had, you had, you know, OBJ was gone before Jones got there. That's the year that they traded for him uh, or traded him away. Mm-hmm. Then, like, they've had gold, they had yeah. Golden Tate. The problem, I mean, they've had Sterling Shepard and they have uh, Darius, was it Darius Slayton? No. Yes. Darius Slayton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah. And then you add, like I said, he, he's had some weapons. Now, Saquon getting hurt didn't help his cause. Um, but, like, with a healthy Saquon and you got Kenny Galladay and then you add somebody like a Devontae Smith, um, you're giving Daniel Jones the weapons that he needs to at least compete in the NFC East. Um, that's, I mean, the division's not going to be strong. Maybe the Cowboys get a little bit better this year, but I think that you, you have a, a good playmaker like that with the return of Saquon and, and the rest of the offensive weapons that they have, I think that that gives them a chance to at least compete in the NFC East. So, yeah, completely agree. Um, I've, I've got a Jalen Waddle here as a um, Devonta coming off earlier. Um, so yeah, Jalen Waddle here. Um, uh, from what I've heard, is that Gettleman is for the first time in uh, ten years now is looking to trade down in the draft, wow. which is heresy, I guess, in in Giants land. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the other big thing that I've heard uh, and the thing that he likes to do is I could easily see him going offensive line here or taking uh, defensive line and going with uh, Quiddy Pay. I've heard a lot that's of ramblings not, coming out that uh, Quiddy Pay is tied to Giants. Yeah, that's it's not a no, bad pick, man. He's a kid's a beast. So. He, he's a monster. I mean, watching him in watching him at Michigan, like there weren't very many bright spots. Really, I mean, that's just beyond really the last like decade, but. Um, you know, he, he's, a, he's been a bright spot. He's been a bright spot on that defense. Um, it was always fun to watch him at least until we played Ohio state. But, um, the, uh, I, but I agree like, uh, Quiddy pay wouldn't be a bad pick. Um, but receiver wise, I mean, I, I think that you have two really good ones, but like the, trading back actually makes a lot of sense because we keep saying that, you know, the receiving class the last few years has always been deep. You can find the, the little gems back in the second, third round. So if that's what you're looking for, then, you know, what, what was the other team that we said, like, you know, oh, uh, the Bengals. Like, same kind of situation. Like, you know, really feel the need. You've picked up Galladay, you know. So is a, you know, a really top receiver like that something that you need? Or do you want to work on the offensive line to be able to give Saquon, you know, bigger holes and Daniel Jones, some more protection and then find a receiver down in the second round, whatever it may be, and pick up picks in the process like that. That honestly, that makes the most sense. Does it happen? We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Eagles. Oh, that's really funny. You got the Cowboys, Giants and Eagles back to back to back. Um, you got the Eagles at 12. <laughs> yeah. And. This is where I have Jalen Waddle coming off. Like we're we're literally like back. Like yours taking yours one right before me. Time. <laughs> but yeah, I have Jalen Waddle coming off of here. It's it's no yeah. it is no um, hidden thing to say that the the Eagles wide receiving core has just ugh, like it just hasn't been there. Like they've gotten hurt. Yeah. I mean, and you're. It, it really kind of stunk for Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz, yeah, he had Alshon Jeffrey at one point, but Alshon Jeffrey was always hurt. And then uh, they they bring back Deshaun Jackson last year, and he got hurt. Like yeah. never, like, and that was mm-hmm. like, and I, I've never been a big Carson Wentz fan, but like, it's kind of that same Sam Darnold situation. Like, even the weapons that you did have, he, they kept getting hurt. So like, 
I think that you finally need to actually build something. You need to actually get guys that are going to stay healthy, receivers that are going to show out there. Um, on top of it, you took Jalen Rager last year. So, you know, now you've got Jalen Rager, which he should get more play time. I thought that he was extremely unused last year for what he could do because there was flashes of times where he would actually show out. I had him on my fantasy team. That's the only reason why I know. Uh, and I think, well, I that, think the biggest thing with him, with, with Rager, though, is that Rager was coming off that ankle injury, um, and they wanted to ease him back in. And I think at, at, basically at the point the team was just like, we're not going to do good. Let's not ruin our first-round draft pick. Like, well, so. I mean, I mean, I get that. But at the same time, like, as, as terrible as they were actually playing, they were still in the hunt. That's that, you know, because it, it is the NFC. Yeah. You know, so like at what point is it like, ah, you know, like, yeah, sure, we might make the playoffs, but we're not going to make a run. And and once again, young quarterback going to have Jalen Hurts there. Like, why not? And who did I say? I think I had what I say, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I had Jalen Waddle going. here. So now you've got Jalen yeah. Hurts thrown to Jalen Waddle. Like, good combo. Um, well, who, and who knows if it's. Who knows if it's Jalen Hurts though? I mean, the new coach um, who apparently plays rock paper scissors with the draft with the draft prospects <laughs> on who he should pick. Uh, which wild? I, yeah, I don't understand that. Whatever. Maybe it's a new thing. He's a young coach. Hey we'll man, I think it's one of those um, like hit and but, miss type deals. So it's like, you know, maybe I'll hit on him, maybe I won't. So why don't I just you know take it by chance? Yeah. Well, but I mean, the the thing that he had said, though, is that he doesn't even know if Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback. I'm sorry. The last time I checked, it's Jalen Hurts. And um, who who is it? Uh, Baltimore's old quarterback. Um, the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. And Joe you're going to make him compete against Jalen Hurts? Joe Flacco. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and you're going to make him compete against him? Like, I'm sorry. What? No, but, no. I'm not an NFL coach, but okay. You know, but a lot so. of us, you know, yeah, sure. I might not be able to run a playbook, but I can tell you right now, I might not be a great coach, but I think that I would be all right. GM. Compared to some of the decisions that a lot of yeah. these other GMs make, like I feel like the general populace of NFL Ryan fans Hayes. could do what we are doing. Like up until like, really up until like the Browns yeah. the last two years, like, I feel like I, I could have done better in choosing the individuals over the course of the last 15 years for the Browns prior to bringing in Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski and, and all these guys. Like, it's terrible. It, like, like how do you miss? So, it, is, 100%, it, is, it is an impressive skill for you to miss so often. Like, you, I don't even know how you have a job when you miss that often. But it is what it is, man. It's, I'm kind of getting and for all of our – all of our future listeners out there um, who uh, may end up listening to this, um, if they don't know already, uh, they'll learn very quickly. Uh, Scott is a diehard Browns fan, diehard. Um, and I am a diehard Bears fan. So if anybody knows about pain and suffering, um, <laughs> we are your pros. Exactly. So. 100%. I mean, um, I could show you around the man cave right now. I'm um, covered in Michigan stuff, but I do have I have some Brown stuff, and I actually dug up my uh, – I got two years ago. It was, I, I completely forgot that I had it. So I start cleaning stuff out today. I bought a, uh, it's like a rookie plaque type deal of like a big picture of Baker in the the game that they um, beat the Jets in the color rush uniforms. His first win after Tyrod got hurt, and then uh, nice. 
I think it's his rookie card and, a, and another card. And I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, my God, I have Baker's rookie card. So I need him to go to Hall of Fame. So. Nice, dude. There you go. That's legit, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got them taking Rashad Bateman. So I've got wide receivers as well. Um, I think they should go offensive line here. Um, but uh, uh, I, I see them just taking another wide receiver. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just what they're like. Yeah, it just seems like what they're going to do, I guess. All right, uh, let's see. Chargers at 13. Um, I have Rayshon Slater coming off here. I know you had him going much earlier in the draft. Um, I don't remember. Where'd you I've, got the, I've got the flip-flop of what you did earlier. Yeah, so I've got Derisaw coming off okay. here. So, yeah, yeah, so. Hey, hey you, you picked a dime. You picked a dime in Herbert. Just protect the kid. That, He's exactly. going to do amazing things. Exactly. Just protect 100 percent. Yeah, and I think Herb and Herbert was that sneaky guy too. Like I didn't even think, even when like when they took him, I was like, oh, that's a terrible pick. That's a terrible pick. And then the kid went out and balled out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Allen's a big Oregon fan. Go too. Ducks. Go Ducks, baby. Yeah. He's like Oregon. He's like all over the Go map. Ducks. He's like Oregon, Penn State. Friggin' bears, like you just got somewhere down the line, you know. You just go from east to west, I guess. Uh, and none of them, and none of them are great teams, so it's like I'm not a bandwagon <laughs> at all. <laughs> Oregon, Oregon had their years, and they had their uniforms, and I think that's they what you did. Felt they did. I did. That's a, that is what I felt. I actually fell. I fell in love with uh, Legarrette Blunt's right hook. Is actually what I fell in love, love with. It. So. That's yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see. We, we went up both went O line there. Uh, Fourteen Vikings. Um, this is where I have pretty pay coming off. Um, Vikings is to me. They're exactly like how I said the Broncos. Um, they're that team that I just don't know like what they need because on paper it looks like that they should be good because you have Kirk Cousins and now you have Justin Jefferson. You know, you did have Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Now you have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and and you have Dalvin Cook. Like your offense should be extremely explosive. So, you know, like I feel like if Dalvin Cook is getting as is much space as he is, like do you really need to work on that offensive line or is it just maybe Kirk Cousins is just that bad? Um but, uh, you know, I, I once again, like I, I think with the Broncos, I went with a linebacker, like work on the defense and maybe Kirk Cousins doesn't have to work so hard. Uh, and here I have, like I said, I have them taking Quiddy Pay, uh, work on the defense a little bit harder and maybe you improve your defense and Kirk Cousins doesn't have to throw a ball a million times and you just can keep panning it off to Dalvin Cook and let him run for 2,500 yards a year. I don't know. That's where I'm at. I'm on the I'm on the same side of the ball. Um, they've got to get some uh, some presence on the quarterback. Uh, their defense was absolutely atrocious yeah. last year. It started to come on later in the year, um, but their to me their biggest need is that pass rush, and that's where I've got uh, Mike Parsons coming off. Um, he's still sitting there. I think it's a I think it's an absolute slam dunk for them to pick up Michael Parsons. He he's, he can cover. He's fast. He can, you know, put pressure on the quarterback. So, you know, I would love love nothing more than to see Michael Parsons take uh, Aaron Rodgers out. There, there you go. This would be amazing. So, All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Next is you got Patriots at 15. And in my draft, I had Matt Jones falling all the way to the Patriots at 15. And I think that if he's there, uh, I, I – 
Bill's going to take him. I don't see why he wouldn't. Like it, it, he he kind of fits that quintessential Patriots way, that Patriots offense. He's he's not a mobile quarterback. He's really the complete opposite of what Cam Newton is. He's that pocket presence guy. He's used to throwing to studs. Maybe that's going to be a problem. Um, but with Cam Newton there, like at least you have given yourself. Let me don't. He did stay. Like Cam is still there. I didn't miss something, right? Yes. Okay. No, Cam is their just, starting quarterback. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, like no. if you've got Cam no, there, no, like no, you don't need, need to. Do a, we need to do a free agency yeah. Uh, recap. Yeah, well, I've been busy. Let's just. <laughs> Been a, it's been a busy last few months. But um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, if Mac Jones is there, Mac Jones, I mean, you don't even have to start him. Like, he's he's a mid first round quarterback at that point. Like, nobody's expecting you to start him. You let him sit behind Cam. You know, he's, do I think that he's going to learn a lot from Cam? Probably not. Maybe about how to be a professional, sort of. But I don't think that they, at least it gives him a chance to at least see the NFL offense run from the sideline. And, you know, if, if Cam becomes too expensive or Cam's not what he you thought that he was going to be, all right, now give Mac Jones a chance. But in saying that, they need to still continue to, to give weapons because that's something that Cam didn't have. And that's something, honestly, that Brady wasn't going to have, which is why one of the reasons I think Brady left. They knew that Brady knew that he wasn't going to have the weapons. And honestly, okay. it's very, very hard. He had those years where he would take these teams to the playoffs that their wide receiver cores were just trash. It's just that Brady was that good and their defenses were that good. But now that their defense is kind of yeah. on the decline and their yeah. offense is on the decline, they need to start kind of building those things up and why not find, try to find your quarterback in the future. If everybody thinks Mac Jones is that guy, go for it. Yeah, I'm same. I've got Mac Jones here. Um, you know, with the the no trades in this, us we're not projecting those or right. anything. Just leaving the order how it is. Um, yeah, easily Mac Jones here. Have him sit behind Cam. Cam's gonna get hurt. You put Mac Jones in, and you see what you get. So. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, and this is where uh, what do I got going on here? Uh, Cardinals at sixteen. Um, I have them taking Caleb Farley. Uh, I know that you had mentioned stuff about his medical records and everything else, but um, the kid's the kid's a good corner, and you know, take a shot on him, uh, improve the defense. Uh, you've got a great offense, and I mean, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, and and uh, you got. I honestly don't know that much about the Cardinals, but I know that you have studs there. You have a powerful offense. <laughs> and, I mean, they they went what toe to toe with. With with Buffalo late in the season, like they they have the offense, you've got to you've got to improve the defense here. Yeah, uh, it's, I, I think the biggest thing there. Um, I've heard ramblings that uh, they're possibly looking at trading up for a wide receiver, um, which uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense no. to me. But they've got some picks that they have taken that just really haven't panned out. Um, but I've got uh, I've got them taking Zayvon Collins here. Um, linebacker, uh, you took Isaiah Simmons last year, top of the draft, uh, not top of the draft, but early in the draft. Uh, Isaiah Simmons is an absolute stud. Um, you take Zayvon Collins here to throw him in the defense. Uh, you got to eventually stop somebody, and when you're playing in the NFC West, um, you still got to compete right. with uh, now Matt Stafford, right. um, and then you got to compete with Russell Wilson still. Right. So, you know, that defense loaded up with the high-powered offense. Yeah, and, and that's a good thing to point out is that it's not necessarily sometimes, you know, like you look at the NFC East and, you know, maybe your best thing is to just 
like the like the Cowboys, just build your offense. Like, I mean, eight game or six games a year, you're going to get to play three sub mediocre teams that if you can put up forty points a game, they're, you're going to beat them. You know, whereas like the NFC West is kind of the opposite. Like you're playing in yeah. a high powered offense conference or or division, so you know you kind of have to build that defense to be able to keep yourself in those games. So, um, mm-hmm. yep. Let's see. Do, 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 do. We're on the Raiders at seventeen. Um, the Raiders. Oh God, the Raiders. Um, <laughs> there were times last year where I thought the Raiders oh, yeah, yeah, were yeah. going to be good, like when they beat the Chiefs, and then they go out and like drop. Or who was it that they played? Was it Miami? I think. Well, yeah, it was Miami. It was the Tannehill game. It was not Tannehill. It was the Ryan Fitzpatrick game, the face mask game. That one, because I remember I was oh, I was yeah. sitting. Yeah. I remember sitting outside the Chow Hall in Djibouti. And I was like, I just gotten off the midship and I just gotten off the midship and uh, I was trying to pick up internet sitting down, uh, waiting outside the chow hall. And I saw, cause I had picked, I'm going to pick them. I had picked uh, the Raiders and I saw they'd taken the lead or tied it up or whatever it may be. And then that damn play happened and they went in and lost the game. So uh, the Raiders to me are, yeah. I just, the Raiders, they, they irritate me, and I don't really know where they should go because who was it that they just picked their, their running back that they just picked up even though that they have Josh Jacobs? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, love it. They took uh, Arizona's running back. Um, I mean, I, I can tell you where I'm going with this uh, because I don't understand what uh, the whole point of what they did was, but the Raiders essentially jettisoned uh, their entire offensive line. Um, like they're almost building from the ground right. up on offensive linemen. So to me, to me, it's an easy, it, it should be an easy pick here when you got Mike Mayock, who you literally used to do exactly what we're doing right, right now and analyze drafts and tell teams who they should, who they should right. pick. Um, I've got them taking a uh, boy from, you know, just, uh, well, now that they're in Vegas, I guess, uh, used to be California boy, uh, but Elijah Veritas, that's exactly, USC, that's exactly why um, I'm offensive taking. lineman, kids just snap. Yeah, kid's just an absolute stud. So, um, yeah, I got him going there. Um, but, yeah, the whole running back thing, um, it was – he was in Miami before that. Kenyon Drake? I know we sound like super professionals when we're doing this. Kenyon Drake, yep. Um, yeah, Kenyon Drake. And they, so they got Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I don't – And they paid Kenyon Drake a good amount of money too. So the only thing I can think of, honestly, is that like maybe they're trying to do that. Like, I mean, I don't get to talk a lot of great things about the Browns, so I'm just going to like toot our own horn here. But like, I think maybe teams see the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt kind of duo and think that's what we need because they see how dominant Nick Chubb is at the end of games because Kareem Hunt's able to take that load off of him throughout the game. And then Nick Chubb is just he's he's so energized and he, he's relaxed and rested within the fourth quarter that he just I mean, they just hand the ball off to him and, and they take off. And maybe that's maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe they're they're going for that type of deal is, you know, kind of split the load and try to not wear Josh Jacobs out. And and I don't know. 
But like I, I agree with you. I, I you know offensive line wise, I, I think that's where you're going to go. If you're going to bring in another running back, obviously you're you're trying to push the running game here. So you know why not bring in somebody who's going to be able to build holes yeah. for you guys. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand the whole bringing in another running back when you have probably one of the best pass catchers uh, that has come out of college um, who has yet to catch, I think, what, more than three balls a game yeah. um, is what I believe the stat was. Uh, they just do not throw the ball to Josh Jacobs, which absolutely blows my mind. Uh, yeah, the kid would the kid would he, he would uh, honestly like I think he could beat out um, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, if they threw him the ball maybe. and got him open in space and gave him the ball. Maybe, you but, never know. To be fully honest. All right, uh, moving on yeah. here. Uh, next up is the Dolphins for their second pick in the draft uh, in the first round. Um, and this is where I have them taking – going defense. I had them, like they said, their first pick taking Kyle Pitts. Um, working on the offense, and here I have them working on the defense and taking uh, – I'm going to jack his name up, but Aziz Ojulari from Georgia at Drusher. Um, Dolphins are that team that, you know, All like right. you go 11-5 and five and miss the playoffs. Um, they they can score. We've already said that. Like they, they, they've got they've got guys that they've surrounded to a with, you know. So they've had, the thing is they have a good defense. And I think here you just try to improve it a little bit more. I mean – I think you could go a receiver here and you go Kyle Pitts and another receiver, I guess. And, and now you're, you know, loaded up on offense, but you know, it just the biggest thing about some of these best defenses is just depth. So add somebody else to that rotation so we can rotate guys instead of relying on the front, you know, front four, front five guys to uh, do all the work all the time with those subs. Yeah, um, I've got uh, I got Najee going here. First oh, back off the board, I got Najee going. Team back up with Tua. Um, you like I said earlier with the uh, Jamar Chase pick, you give him every weapon you can. Uh, they've got no running game to speak of at all. Right. Um, uh, and you give him probably the best running back you know out this year, um, almost undeniably. Give him the best running back. You put all the cards on the table for Tua. And say, hey, it's your time to succeed. Yeah. If you don't, see ya. No, nope, I agree, man. It's not. It's not a bad pick. Um, I, I honestly had thought about that one too because I was like, you know, who do they? But they had, uh, man. I had the kid on my team too. Who's the kid that they have now? Um, oh yeah, kid, uh, he was like, I think he was a rookie last year because I ended. Yeah, he was because I ended up picking him off of waivers. I can't remember his name. Uh, I don't know. Like you said, we sound super professional. Yeah, I know right you're now. talking about though. Yeah, yeah, that one guy that did really well for that for that <laughs> for that Dolphins team. Um, yeah, I mean that one football yeah. team, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, we've got uh, good old Washington football team here at 19, um, and they're the same thing as you know a couple of these other like lower um, lower teams here. Is that there's, there's a lot of holes that they need to fill. Now, their defense was a very big bright spot last year. Um, that that kept them a lot of games. That kept them really competitive in the NFC East. And, um, you know, the question is, do you build on that? Or I, Honestly, I think that this is where you see you have a good defense. You need to improve the offense. You know, Alex Smith has retired. Now you're sitting here with um, – help me out – 
Who'd they bring in? Oh, uh, he's gone from the NFL. No. Um, they the the kid they drafted two years ago. Uh, he's. Oh, uh, well, because Jay Nessie, Dwayne Haskins. Oh, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I, I was say I knew yeah. that they had traded for somebody because Alex Smith retired. Yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins, Haskins is out. Dwayne Haskins went to Pittsburgh, didn't he? Or he? No, Dwayne Haskins is uh, not in the league anymore. Oh, I um, definitely missed that. Yeah, he's no, he's gone. All right, so for those who don't know, yeah, don't uh, think that. I'm... And then they didn't trade for. Okay, go ahead. Oh, they didn't trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he came over in free agency, too. Okay. So. so, for those that don't know, um, yeah. I'm not dumb, but when I said I've been busy the last couple months, uh, I was deployed uh, for over in Djibouti um, for, ended up being about seven months. Uh, and granted, yes, I did try to keep up with things, but really over the course of the last couple months, when you have your free agency and everything else going on, you know, I, I had come home, then I was in quarantine, and then I got back to work, and I had to get everything checked out at the tower, and then I've been doing a lot of other stuff. And, like, that's why this is actually taking a little bit longer for us to try to, to get this thing started because um, between Alan getting back in training post-COVID here um, in Boise and, you know, like I said, me, I have, I have three kids and a wife and a bunch of animals. So, like, me getting – kind of established back home and everything. It's been very hard for me to try to keep up with every single thing that's gone on. In fact, I was 15 minutes late of trying to get everything together today because my wife decided that we were going to babysit four kids <laughs> along with the two that we already had at the house today. So trying to get the, get home from golf, like I love her. She let me go golf today while she was babysitting. But, um, you know, getting home and feeding the kids and everything else, it's, it's, it's just a hectic lifestyle. So please don't think that I'm dumb by any means. I do do a lot of research. That's actually why – people were telling us, you guys should really start a podcast. Like you guys talk about sports all the time. You guys seem very knowledgeable. And, um, I promise from here on out, like it's just taking the time to get our research done is more than anything else. But so yeah, don't think that I'm done. Don't think that Al's done. Either. He's- we'll be better. We'll be better with the names. Yeah. We'll be better with the names and everything, but don't worry. We know exactly what yeah, we're talking like, about. It, so we just, yeah, it's the names. Like we know that guy from that team. We just yeah, have to figure out their name. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. So anyways, with Washington, I have uh, them taking Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Work on the O-line. Um, poor Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, if the guy would just have an O-line to protect him just once, you know, I mean, he's he's the Amish hammer. You know, like, let the man do his thing. That's all I'm saying. I got them. Uh, I got them taking offensive line too. Uh, I actually, uh, we'll get to Tevin Jenkins here in a minute, but I've got them taking uh, Sam Cosby. Um, so for the same thing, protect him. Uh, you got uh, Curtis Samuel that they just picked up. Um, he's got the weapons there, um, so just give him a shot. You know, defense is great. I honestly, I'd be willing to bet um, that Washington actually takes that division uh, this this I, year I coming up. As man. long as everybody stays healthy, yeah. So. I, I absolutely agree there. I, I I think that they are the team to – okay, I, I guess the Cowboys are the team to beat, but I agree with you. As dominant as their defense was last year, and now having a proven veteran quarterback back there that can that can take the reins and, you know, give them a little bit of protection and some, some targets, I think. You know, and I think that you end up having a breakout year from uh, Terry McLaurin too, uh, now that he's got somebody that actually knows how to throw yeah. the ball. Yeah, oh. That kid is like if he's available yeah, to me like early in our draft, like I'll probably take him. If he's not a keeper, I, he might be a keeper this year. 
Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's getting kept this year. Sorry, bud. Do you have him? <laughs> I oh, do. Son of a bitch. All right. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, ah, here we go. The Bears at 20. I'm so interested here to hear we, what, what Alan says. So, here I'll go, go first just to see what you think. But, um, okay. Man, the Bears. Uh, you have all QB1, the Red Rocket. Uh, do you, I just, I don't know, man. Like, they're they're so spotty. I don't really know if their offense is good or not because they don't have a really haven't had a quarterback that to really prove whether their offense is good. Like their defense is good, and this is why I made this pick because what I think if if Dalton can just do half of what any of those other guys have done, um, they you know their defense can keep them in games. So I have them taking Asante Samuel Jr. here out of Florida State. And continuing to improve on the defense and having another good corner. Okay, uh, I, I don't hate that pick. Okay. Um, I if I went cor- if I went cornerback, um, I would probably take um, uh, Greg Newsom here. Um, I've got Greg Newsom a little bit higher than Asante, um, but I actually um, I do like the offense. Uh, we're getting back some pieces this year. Um, uh, you know, the talent that's there is good talent. Mitch showed that it's good no, talent. I agree. Um, it's just the fact of the matter. It's the fact of the matter is that, that he, nobody can protect the quarterback. So I've got uh, an absolute beast here, which I said we, we'll talk about him in a minute. I've got Tevin Jenkins going here. Um, you know, you could either flip-flop Sam Cosme from the pick before and bring Tevin Jenkins here. Um, but either one of those guys, man, there's some absolute studs out there. Um, and I think that the biggest thing is Andy, Andy Dalton's not the guy. So go get your quarterback, uh, in round two, you know, go take Mon, go take, um, the quarterback out of Stanford. Um, I honestly wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad about Kellen Mond, um, in the second round. Um, but if you're going to take one of those guys, you got to protect them. So yeah, to true. me, if, if this is a rebuild, if this is a rebuild, cool. Uh, rebuild it. Let's let's fire. You know, I'm I'm everything I hashtag on Instagram now is hashtag fire Ryan Pace. Um, I think the guy's a joke. Um, uh, Matt Nagy isn't who he is. Uh, I think if Mitch Trubisky was on any other team, which I think he went to the greatest team he could have gone to uh, and sat behind Josh Allen, yeah. I think he'll be uh, you know nothing more than a backup. But I think it was a great spot for him no, to go I, to. I agree, man. Um, but yeah, so you got to protect the Red Rocket. Yeah. Uh, so take quit. We throw trades. So let's say we threw trades back in there. Do you see the Bears maybe trading up to like add that quarter? Like, do you think they're the one of the ones that can maybe give Atlanta a call and and start? You know, especially if Justin yeah. if Justin Fields is there at four. Like, do you see them maybe like calling up Atlanta and being like, "Hey, we'll give you a first rounder this year, first rounder next year, and like maybe a couple second rounders or second third, like." Easily. Yeah. Easily. Justin Justin Fields, um, Trey Lance, um, easily have them calling up. <laughs> My wife's trying to do a dance for me because she's getting ready right now. So Andrea, like, that is a dumb. Come on, I got to focus here. Um, <laughs> um, 
Easily, 100%. Um, I'm actually, uh, like, if we were doing trades, I'd be projecting, uh, and this is optimism coming from a Bears right. fan, but I think that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy have to make, they have to make a splash. Like, yeah, they're calling, you know, Andy Dalton quarterback one, but are they re- we're really just putting on a facade here. Also, at the same time, I'm still not ruling out uh, Russell Wilson. Um, there's been talks that uh, it's not a done deal that they, they are keeping him. So right. uh, I think that we could see some, you know, whether he goes to the Bears or not, uh, I think we could see him possibly being moved with the Seattle, with Seattle not having any picks, essentially. They have, I think they have three total picks the entire draft. Um, so I could easily see them getting rid of Wilson uh, and getting into this draft so what do, this year. But 100%. What do you think if they do, like, they, now that they have Dalton, maybe they trade for Dalton as a, like, bargaining chip. You know, like, hey, Seattle, like, we'll give you Andy Dalton, like, our first rounder this year, and maybe a first round pick next year for Russell Wilson. Like, if I'm Seattle, I'm like, Time you know, hundred percent. Yeah, I like. I think they're stupid because I think Russ is a stud. But like, if you're having that many issues mm-hmm. and like you're just devoted to Pete Carroll, like, why not? I mean, Andy Dalton. Okay, I say this: Andy Dalton isn't a terrible quarterback. There are much worse quarterbacks out there that you could end up having. Now, do I think that you're going to have a very mm-hmm. hockey, happy locker room? Like, probably not because you have DK Metcalf and you have Tyler Lockett that are no. really going to miss Russell Wilson at that point. But, I mean, who's to say Andy Dalton doesn't go in there and, and, <laughs> you know, and do half the job? I, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe that's exactly who people – I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. I think if anything happens, honestly, it'll be on draft night. It would be really interesting to have it. Um, all right. Let's keep going here. Uh, let's see where are we at. Uh, all right, so twenty-one the Colts. Um, you know, I, I remember looking at all everybody's needs today, and I swear every single team had a need for offensive line, cornerback, or a, like a wide receiver. And this is one of those teams where it's like the Colts. Mm-hmm. The Colts are going to be good. Like they they have been even in the absence of what I think is a decent quarterback since Andrew Luck left, like they've still been good because they, they, they're that team that is really just built up. Um, they've, they've picked well and they have a ton of cap. They've had a ton of cap space. They've signed well. Um, here I have them taking JC Horn out of South Carolina, um, improve the defense. Um, you've got a stud offense, their defense, really, honestly, their defense started off really well. And at one point I remember seeing like, Oh, the Colts have the number one defense in the league. But then, like, the Browns went in there and absolutely smacked them. Um, so, like, how good was their defense? You know, was it a defense that was good because of the division that play in or the opponents that they were playing in or playing against? Or, you know, like, it's hard to win games when you're when against the better teams. Yeah, their defense played well against some of the lower teams, but like the, the better teams, they were they were giving up a lot of points and and over the top mostly. So, I think that they go corner here, try to improve the secondary, and. Um, yeah, I mean they're going to compete in that division. They're probably going to win that division, but yeah, I could I could see that. Um, I, I'm same same thing. Uh, got to address the defense with the Colts. Um, I uh, I went to the line though, um, and I got uh, a kid who could absolutely be one of the best deals in the draft, uh, and that's Jalen Phillips out of Miami. I mean the kid is an absolute monster. Yeah. Uh, he's a freak of an athlete. Um, they need help on pass rush. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you watched anything on Miami at all last year, 
the kid was just flying off the line, flying everywhere, um, stats out of the building. So, yeah, I mean, plain and simple, like take some, take a good defensive player and and keep rolling. No, I agree. Um, like I said, we'll keep going here. I know that Alan's got things to do tonight, so I should probably appease my wife at some point. Uh, let's see, twenty-two. You got the Titans. Uh, Titans. Man, they're another team that I just you know, I don't really know here because like they did have a good defense and then it just went away, and then like they have a good offense, but then like they just traded away Corey Davis, but Corey Davis has also been hurt, so you still have AJ Brown. Um, obviously, you have Derrick Henry. Me personally, I went offense here. I think that they have to with the teams in the AFC, you know, the Colts. And honestly, I'll say it, the Browns, the Ravens, um, the, like the Chiefs, Colts, Browns, Ravens. I think those are your four teams that, that you have to look at, and you, you're going to have to put up points. And, yeah, you have A.J. Brown, but you need to have that other piece there, and I think that's why I have them taking uh, was it Rondell Moore from Purdue. Um, yeah, that's who exactly. I like it. Uh, I, I, another I, receiver I, was, that I was torn between – yeah, I, I was torn between adding a wide receiver here. Um, I know A.J. Brown is a huge fan of Elijah Moore. Uh, he's already been uh, trying to get the Titans to go get him. I don't want them to. Um, I want him another to go to Another boy at Ole Miss uh, to come out. <laughs> um, but uh, I went the other side with this one. Um, they lost uh, Jadavian Clowney uh, in free agency this past year. He's with uh, your Browns yes. now. Yes, he is. Um, so I've got them taking uh, another uh, another kid who's an absolute stud off the edge uh, in Aziz Ojolari. Nice. Um, I know you had him going earlier, falling here. So that's what I've got. I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean it's not a, it's not a bad thing to try to improve the defense too. I mean they're like I said. He, they're going to have to do some things to really a lot of people to really catch up with, with like the Chiefs and the Colts and the Browns and the Ravens and and you know really honestly I think the Bengals are only a year or two away from being monsters too but a healthy Joe, Joe Burrow that is um, oh yeah yeah so uh, twenty three here we've got the Jets and this is their second pick in the first round and you already had this guy go but one thing that the Jets need that they don't have and adding Zach Wilson and with that you need to have other pieces around him so I have them taking Najee Harris here which I know for Steelers fans would make a lot of Steelers fans angry because there's a lot of talk that he could drop all the way to Steelers 24 so maybe the Steelers like knock knock hey we'd like to trade with you to come up one pick well we want Najee Harris but that's where I have him going I have Najee going Well, I like it, dude. I uh, I was I was torn doing this draft and uh, the Dolphins because I know the Dolphins they do need some uh, needs on the defense yeah. and letting Najee fall. Um, and uh, but for here, um, I think that uh, I think there's some decent weapons still there um, in for the Jets um, that Zach Wilson can succeed around. Uh, and then they've got more picks coming up, you right. know, later in the draft too. Uh, but I think one of the biggest needs that they need, other than quarterback, obviously since they don't even have one, um, is uh, is cornerback. Yeah. Um, so I went and this is where Caleb Harley, uh, his slide fell for me, which I think is an absolute like huge steal here yeah, because if his back is good to go. He this kid this kid's gonna like honestly he's already drawn um, comparisons to Revis. 
And if he can be anything close to what Revis did, that'd be great for the yeah. Jets. No, I agree. If, I, you know, if he's there and that's and that's where they want to go instead of defense or instead of the offense, I mean, that's why not. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Steelers at twenty four. Well, like I said, um, there's been a lot of talk that Nache would be able to drop all the way to the Steelers at twenty four, but um, like I said, I had the Jets taking them. So, in my opinion, I think you have the next best thing, and that's Travis Etienne um, out of Clemson. I, I I really think like his draft stock to me, I think is, I think it's underrated, man. Like I think he's that guy that, and I know that we don't Great. like to put a lot of value on on running backs these days, but like this kid's a monster. Like <laughs> he's a monster. And he was like, just tore up college football. And he was so good for Clemson. And everybody kept saying like, his draft stock is dropping. His draft stock is dropping. Like he's maybe like a mid second round pick. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, I think if the Steelers can get him or Najee, especially like if he's there 24 for the Steelers, like he's better than James Conner. Like there's no doubt in my mind there. And if you're going to like, if you're going to make another run oh, yeah. with Ben, like, at least give him a stud running back. Now, granted, they have to do something yeah. with the line because they lost Mike Pouncey, um, and you know to retirement, and the, you know everybody else and, is getting um, old. The, uh, well, Villanueva's Villanueva's gone now too. Right. So, so you don't have your uh, your your tackle. Right. So. so I mean, they could very well. I mean, if they want to, because James Conner's gone. Like he, I don't remember where I just saw that he signed to, but he's gone. So I. That makes me think that they are under the assumption that they're going to either get probably Najee Harris or Travis Etienne in the draft. That that would be my assumption. If, if they're not going to get James Conner or trade, I don't remember how it happened either trade or he, you know, they they released him, whatever it may be. Like I feel like that's what they're going to do. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see that totally. Um, I've got them going defense though. Here, uh, I've got them taking Greg Newsom. Uh, cornerback, um, and they still need help on the defensive side. And um, yeah, uh, their cornerbacks are not great. Uh, they lost one in free agency, so they definitely need uh, the help on the defensive side of the ball uh, as far as cornerback if they're going to compete with the Browns and uh, the Bengals and everything. Right. Then. So cool. All right, uh, we'll keep moving on. Uh, Jags at twenty-five. Um, I'm going to absolutely butcher this dude's name too, but uh, Trayvon Morig, that's what I'm <laughs> saying his name is. I'm probably wrong. Safety out of TCU. Oh, yeah. um, I see him going defense here. Like I said, you've got your, you got your quarterback in Trevor Lawrence now, and um, they've had flashes of their defense looking good. I think that Trevor Lawrence, even with out taking somebody else, like another offensive weapon in the first round, I think that like they have weapons there. Like That's why I really actually thought that um, uh, good old mustache boy would actually do really well. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I here, I just think that if you, you get your offensive piece, you get your quarterback in the future. All right, cool. Let's just go. Let's work on the defense too. Let's take a you know a good safety. There's somebody over the top because that's you know they they just got outscored so badly last year that you know it's, it's hard for a young quarterback that hasn't proven himself to try to play catch up in all these games. So. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Uh, defensive side is uh, for me for me here too, um, and this is where uh, Quiddy Pay comes yeah. off the board. Um, I think Urban Meyer understands where the battles are won and lost, and it's in the trenches. Yeah. 
And uh, what you know exactly with what you're saying is they got outscored by so many points. You know, uh, best safeties in the world can only do so much if uh, you know there's no pressure uh, being put on the quarterback. So get Quiddy Pay in there off the edge, and uh, he's going to cause some havoc there in the NFC or AFC South. Yeah, AFC South. Be, uh, man, I, I'm sure that would rub or my wrong way to take a Michigan guy, but it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I'm excited for this next pick, though. 26, I wanna, baby. I, let, here, so we'll flip-flop it. We'll we'll flip-flop okay. it here, okay? So I'll give you who I think the Browns are going to take. Um, I think that, personally, you'll be happy with this. Uh, to me, the Browns are set on the offense. Um, the line's good. Baker's good. Uh, they obviously have the wide receivers. Running backs galore. Um so here, uh, I think that they need help in linebacker. And this is where they take uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora, um, linebacker. My so man, that's exactly why I have I think that it. every Browns fan, yep. Yeah, I... That kid's a stud, man. I mean, he, he's... Oh, you got it. You finished. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he's a, he's an absolute stud. He's an absolute stud, man. He played in Notre Dame. Obviously, he showed, you know, he showed what he could do in the national championship, whether, you know... Notre Dame got blown out or not, you, you know, it's uh, that's just what Notre Dame does in national championships or in uh, the college football playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, um, but other than that, the tape tells everything for this. Yeah. Game. I mean, the it's no it's no hidden thing to say that, you know, obviously the Browns have the offensive pieces. They have one of the best offensive lines in the game. They've got arguably, my opinion, one of the best wide receiver duos. And really, I mean, you've got DPJ and. Uh, Rashad Higgins and really even Corderell. I mean, their receiver core is deep. They did well even with they went to the playoffs and won a playoff game without OBJ. Let's just put it that way. And then obviously your your tandem as running back. Yeah. So like, there's no like there's not any there's not much need. I would say maybe maybe like one more offensive line piece as like maybe but something that you could find in the second third round that just for some depth because they showed times where they uh, oh no. frozen
All right. So we did have some technical difficulties. I don't know if Alan's still in here or not. Uh, let's see if we can get him loaded back up. That was my fault. My phone died. So just bear with me for like 30 more seconds to see if Alan is still on this thing. <laughs> 